into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome, listeners, to another issue of Imagine If Presents Characters 101. This week, Chris, we are talking about Baron Mordu. Uh, I think a lot a lot of the people that listen to us would definitely have seen Doctor Strange by now, uh, and we talked about it a little bit last week, but Mordu kind of plays the Sinestro character in uh, the Green Lantern movie, where he's... Uh... Yeah, yeah, I, I totally thought that was... Um... I mean, it's a cool take. It's an interesting twist. But yeah, I remember watching that and I was kind of like, Sinestro. <laughs> <laughs> Even to the he point. He trains you and then all of a sudden he goes and now it's like, well, I'm going to start collecting power. I'm gonna... uh, He had a ring. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He did have a ring. Uh, and then, and they kind they, they kind of added that in for the movie, the whole sling ring, right? I mean, I, I've never seen Doctor Strange in the comic books using a sling ring to uh, port anywhere. Yeah, it's. I've always just seen the, the the jewelry was just the eye of Agamotto and the cloak, and that was about it. You know, granted, yes, he had in his cool like library and his home all these cool artifacts, but yeah, it was never like oh, you know, he usually just did the Spider Man um, hand whip signals, and then that would teleport. Him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I just thought maybe oh, he shoots mystical webs. That's it. <laughs> the ones we don't see because they're on the astral plane. <laughs> yep. They, uh, it's thwip backwards. It's thwip up. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. We're, so, yeah, we'll be talking about Baron Mordos for those who might not know uh, his full story. And 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 that's a little bit right there. We In the comic books, he's referred to as Baron Mordo instead of just Mordo or Mordu. Yeah. Uh, so it, yeah. it's going it, to it – we'll have, we'll have some stuff to talk about. But before we get to that, uh, a little bit of interesting news that came out. Uh, the Wrap uh, came out with an article – basically stating what we know so far about the Justice League movie. And one of the, the parts in there is that uh, we the a Green Lantern Corps member will show up in a key sequence in the movie. Now, it's important to note that the Green Lantern Corps movie has not cast anybody. It hasn't, uh, you know, it hasn't been anything announced about it other than its date, which is quite a ways away. So... What do you think this yeah. key sequence is going to be in Justice League? Well, okay, so if it were up to me, it would be Hal Jordan crash landing on Earth being like, we got to stop us some parademons, and these new gods are going to help us defeat these, you know, dark side minions. That would be how I'd play it out. And then <laughs> wow. Mr. Miracle Mr. Miracle pops out, and I'm like, yes, two of my favorite characters are on the screen, and I'm happy. <laughs> um, but honestly, you know what could be interesting? You know, um, Maybe Aubin Sir is going to get more screen time this time. You know, that's what I was thinking too. I Maybe. was thinking that we would definitely, we might see Aubin Sir show up at some point to be like, Darkseid is attacking Earth, and oh my God, what are we going to do about this kind of thing? You know, try and go back and uh, get the rest of the Green Lantern Corps to come help. Well, yeah, or even even going bolder, maybe he gets killed, and that's why his ring gets passed on. You know, like he, he gets killed right there, and and um, you know that's when the ring goes to Hal Jordan. So we kind of have a, a recap of the origin. We don't get the full throttle movie. We get Green Lantern there, and it, it's obviously a big setup. You know, I don't know. Um, I mean, anything's fair game. You know, are we are we talking? You know, maybe they'll have a generic alien Green Lantern that gets killed. Uh, maybe we'll have a generic Green Lantern alien that gets shown. Um, Guy, John, Kyle. I really you don't know, think that we'll see uh, any you know, of the 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 six Earth uh, Green Lanterns. Um, I I just don't think that they'll show up in this in Justice League because they don't want to settle on someone as the cast member yet. Uh, I really think that it will be Abin Sir. However, I was also thinking that we know that at some point in this movie, uh, Clark is going to get resurrected. Right? Superman's going to get resurrected. 
So yeah, I'd say it's a six bet. Yeah. So I would wondering what if at some point he has a memory or something. We see something play out basically in uh, he he uh, we see well we see a sequence or a. Uh, a, a, a memory or a flashback that's the word I was looking for this whole time uh, where <laughs> uh, the the Green Lantern core member of Krypton sector goes to try and warn Jor-El that you know Krypton's about to blow up or something like that you know or and they don't take his warning seriously so that would be Tomar Ray so, correct? Yeah we see some Tomar Ray action uh, I think hey, that, that that'd be cool. I would think that'd be Something. interesting too, um, because if if we stick with the the Abin Sur, that kind of means we have to stick with Al, Hal Jordan, you know, like in the as our first Green Lantern that we find out we find from Earth, which I know you'd be okay with, and I would definitely be okay with too. I think I, I would love for them to reboot the whole Green Lantern story in the movies. I just think that the way that the studio has worked and is, works in general. That they'll try, they'll <laughs> go with somebody, uh, one of the other lanterns, just because they already did the whole Hal Jordan movie and it didn't work out well for them. Yeah, I, I could definitely see this being the John Stewart vehicle, especially with them arguing, hey, the Justice League cartoon featured John Stewart. You know, there's already an audience. The marketing is kind of pre-built already. You know, and I mean, I, I could see that. Um, I just I look at a lot of the new merchandise that's out there. You got the Justice League War animated film, which obviously that's going to probably resurface. Um, Justice League Origin, written by Jeff Johns, the first Justice League story of the New 52. You know, those did feature the core characters that we're looking at. So I'm kind of like, well, maybe that's what they'll keep in tune to. So that's what's tough. So, I mean, I definitely I, I, I see where you're coming from. And, and it's true because I like Hal Jordan, but there's a stink on him. Yeah. There's definitely a stink. And so they're going to want to stay away from that. And it's like, man, you know, so I, I I don't know. It's funny for it being Green Lantern and being so far away. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. Like I, as a Green Lantern fan, I'm just anxious for anything. And I feel so bad because with the rap putting this report out there, I'm, I guess I'm jaded. I'm just kind of like, you don't have any real news. That's bogus. I don't care. Come back when you have real news. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right too. That's uh, it was kind of a, a weird way to put it out there, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm also a huge Green Lantern fan. Uh, personally, I'm, I'm a Kyle fan, but I, I would love to see any Lantern up there and done properly uh, this time around. So, it would be cool. I think it would be cool if they used your idea of the whole Adam Sir crashing landing into Earth, and then they just got the whole origin out of the way, so that we don't have to worry about that in the in the Green Lantern Corps movie. Yeah, yeah, and you know you can use you can use Hal as one of your newer characters, or you know, hell, they're all they're all green. <laughs> See what I did? <laughs> um, you know, I mean, Cyborg is just currently being built. You know, Flash. I don't even. It, it kind of sounds like he's going to get his costume from Batman. Yeah, um, that's what it seems you know, kind of like. Yeah, you know, Aquaman probably doesn't really do the super heroics. He's just like, this is what I do. You know, like, <laughs> I'm Aquaman. <laughs> he's kind of just a drunk in a bar somewhere. Yeah, from know, what we've seen so far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> what if? Because okay, I mean, I know that the way they've retconned the story and uh, threw in inserts with the uh, Green Lantern, it's supposed to be that. Uh, the the ring was supposed to choose Guy Gardner, but just because Hal Jordan is closer, it goes to him. What if in this movie they correct that and it goes to Guy Gardner right after Abinser? Uh, well, first off, don't don't say correct that, okay? But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it'd be it'd be something else. I mean, honestly, it's you know, I mean, if we look at stuff, I mean, obviously Guy Gardner's got some appeal. You know, you go back to the the Keith Giffen. Uh, Dematis Justice League era books. He was a big star in that. Um, Guy Gardner's one of the first superheroes to have his own comic book where it's called Guy Gardner. You know, it's his secret identity. I mean, we've never had, oh, I'm going to go pick up an issue of Clark Kent. You know, yeah. oh, did the new Bruce Wayne come out? You know, it's, <laughs> no, this was just Guy Gardner. Um, <laughs> and then, even then, too, when you look at, some, again, some of the, the stuff that's out there, we have, uh, uh, what was it, Batman Brave and the Bold. You know, he was always a he was definitely a reoccurring character. There was some good synergy on that show between him and Batman. You know, so, yeah, I mean, there's a possibility that they could be like, hey, maybe let's just let's let's try Guy. Let's try another character. Hey, I would be happy with the whole uh, Guy Gardner being it just so I could see the the one punch play out between Ben Affleck and whoever they get to pay to play Guy Gardner. (laughs) 
he punches Sean William Scott right in the face. <laughs> uh, I would still love that. I don't know if they would still go with that because he's a little older in the tooth. However, what if what if what if they actually do go with a whole? Uh, the four have already been established. Like the Green Lanterns have already been established. We just they haven't mentioned them in the movie so far. Like you know, yeah, that's that's how I would play it. Honestly, like I would just like you know, like throughout the movie, you could have stuff like you know. Test pilot goes missing. Um, uh, Marine MIA. Uh, local artist vanishes. You know, gym teacher gone, and just have that throughout the movie. And then all of a sudden, bam! You have the four main guys. It's like, hey, we were we were on Earth. We were, you know, we were considered fearless people, and we were pulled out to go fight this war on Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Isn't that where all these parademons are coming from? <laughs> yep, and that's why we're here to help you. I mean, they they got they got tons of options. Hell, if they listen to our show, they're getting even more options. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me ask you this about uh, Tomar Ray because I was having this discussion with someone else earlier. Uh, why is it that he didn't save Krypton if it's part of a sector? Well, that's a tough one because obviously, again, that's one of those like. I mean, you've got Superman was created in 1938. The whole Krypton mythos was, what, 1945-ish, give or take a couple years. And Tomar Ray comes out in 1959, 1960. You know, actually, probably maybe 60, 61. Um, you know, it was impl- it was implanted that Tomar Ray was there. Um, you know, they played off in some ways. Like, they kind of played it off his ignorance. Like, he, you know, he led it off to, like, oh, well, the people aren't dumb enough to destroy their planet. Nope, they did, you know, and then they, they then they've even played it off that sometimes it's just that's nature's way. Oh, I, I thought you know, I remember, just, you know, I thought I remembered a story. And I might be making this up completely, but I thought there was I remembered a story where like the people of Krypton, like basically told the Green Lantern Corps to go away. Like, we don't want your uh, your protection because your uh, your your rings are a little bit too magical. and We're all about science. That sounds familiar. Like, I do remember something about them kind of like get get away from our planet, you know. Um, I just can't place where. And, and then that's the, that's the tough part about it because they do a lot of retcons and, and Elseworlds where there's a lot more interaction. So it's hard to say what's canon and what's not, you know. Um, because, I mean, sometimes we've seen with the planet Krypton, you know, sometimes the Kryptonians destroyed it. Sometimes the planet was just old. Sometimes it's brainiac, you know. It's it's hard to say who and how. So that's true. I, I I couldn't really give an honest answer. You know, it's funny that you brought it up as an Elseworld or an Elseworld idea because I had this idea earlier, and it, it might be because of the uh, the the fact that doc, I've seen Doctor Strange so many times in the last couple couple weeks. But what if like Krypton instead of being a planet full of just a planet full of just. Uh, uh, scientists that they were a planet of magicians, like or, or wizards or something like that, you know, or sorcerers. What if uh, it was a completely magical planet? What, what do you think the story Ooh, was? That. Superman would have ended up being that way. Well, I think honestly they would have. They would have. You probably like a good twist on it would be that maybe this is where Jor El breaks from doing like honest good magic and he uses the dark arts to save his planet and so that's where you could put like a now there's a curse on jor-el so he's almost like a like a ghost rider or you know uh he's burdened with the dark magics you know so he could be like you know like the son of satan like kind of like the marvel magicians or maybe he then now that his dad practices dark arts he's jaded so he becomes like constantine or something like that oh That's yeah. I, I, I would love to see uh, someone over at at DC tackle that storyline of of Krypton being uh, being changed like that. You know, it's funny too because if you look at the Golden Age of Comics, I, if I remember correctly, actually, I think Zatanna, no, Zatara, her father. I think yeah, I think his first appearance is also Action Comics number one. So it's kind of cool that there's a little bit of history between Magic and Superman. Via Action Comics, you have two amazing <laughs> Golden Age characters that appeared. That is pretty awesome. First appearance. So, no, that, that, that'd be kind of cool, you know. You could have, what, Constant L? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you see Superman sitting there smoking a cigarette with the, you know, the jacket and all that. And it's like, <laughs> oh, man, this is, this is too much. This is too dark. <laughs> Boy Scout no more. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, would love, I would love to see how that play out. And if uh, anybody who can draw would like to throw, draw that up as a, a mixture between Constantine and Superman, I'd love to see that on Krypton, you know, with the, with the, with the, the House of L.S. right on their chest. 
Now that'd be a cool looking visual, you know, draw some, uh, some Kirby or Ditko, you know, lines around it and stuff like that. That'd be pretty freaking sweet. Cool. Uh, all right. Uh, I think that there, that's pretty much all you wanted to talk about for that. You want to just get right into our character one one for this week? Well, let's see one quick thing. So obviously, you know, comic book Wednesdays, we got stuff coming out. Um, I know the big one I'm anticipating, um, we're finally going to have a, a conclusion to it, so this will be uh, very, very interesting. So Death of X, I believe, is coming out this Wednesday. So I, I definitely recommend you get in your shops, pick that one up. Um, I'm going to be interested to see, you know, did they really off Cyclops? Is this finally the end of it? Um, and then, of course, this is going to lead to a lot of new stuff. So we're going to have IVX, which then leads to the resurrection. So if you're uh, still on the fence about what to do, if you like the outcome with, you know, the X-Men kind of getting a shot in the arm and being back in the Marvel universe, you know, go out there and pick up death of X. I know I'm going to grab myself a copy because, you know, Cyclops is one of my favorite characters and I'm, I'm kind of scared here. I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think that you're okay in being scared. <laughs> yeah. Well, Oh man. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I was looking at some covers recently and it was funny because um, Richard, one of our other podcasters, him and I were talking and he's been collecting a lot of the death of X covers. And he got the one. It was a it was a weird looking split cover. Um, sometimes you'll have covers that are split, you know, half uh, vertically. This one was split horizontally. Oh, had Cyclops screaming and a bunch of dead mutants around him. And then on the bottom, I think it was Medusa kind of screaming with a bunch of, or no, celebrating with a bunch of Inhumans. You know, so it's obviously like, you know, one man's uh, victory is another man's loss. And I was just looking at that cover. I was like, oh, man, I totally would buy it, but I don't want, you know, it's weird to have these two covers split this way. Like, if they had just done the Cyclops part, I'd buy it. And I, luckily somebody was listening because they did a second print, and it's just that, the Cyclops. Oh, that's so interesting. I believe, uh, I believe that came out last Wednesday. So I went and bought a copy, and I was just looking at it, looking at it, looking at it. I was like, oh, God, it's, it's happening again. <sighs> um, Green Lantern number 48, volume three. The first appearance of Kyle Rayner, but also the beginning of Emerald Twilight. And the cover, it shows Green Lantern screaming up to the heavens, you know, basically he's, he's, he's lost Coast City. It's, it's, you know, Ghost City. Everybody's dead. And I was like, oh, God, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so my 10-year epic for Cyclops still continues. I'm just hoping it comes through. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, what, what else is coming out today? Um, oh, man, let's see. So I, I guess if I'm looking at the big picks, we've got some Civil War action. So issue seven is coming out. So that was supposed to be the original conclusion. Will not be because they've decided to um, add an extra issue. So I don't know if that's good or not. You know, that kind of as a fan, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little upset because that means like, oh, so the uh, the issue I ordered on faith um, turns out it sucks and you're going to give me another ending. But then again, that's good that maybe they rectified and they realized, OK, maybe we need to do this better. Um, but. Marvel is definitely suffering from fatigue on their events. They're definitely drawn outs. Um, on the DC side of things, a book I would like to plug, um, Art Baltazar and his co-partner in crime, Franco, they're going to put out a little mini-series. It's a six-issue book. It's called Superpowers. Um, it's just it's fun stuff. They did Tiny Titans, and they're basically drawn in just these little character ways. There's so much fun. Um, Marvel Comics had their version with the mini Marvels, and DC is going to play with that again some more. So I would definitely go out there, give some love and support for Baltazar and Franco with Superpowers Number One. It's going to be just fun, and it's one of the few books you can actually let your kids read, and they won't cry and see death. And weird <laughs> stuff. <laughs> That's about it, you know. Uh, okay, I, I apologize. One more, one more. So DC Universe, DC Universe Rebirth is getting another printing. This time it's the deluxe edition hardcover. Wow. So I, um, I've purchased every print so far, and I've already pre-ordered my hardcover. <laughs> I cannot stop ranting and raving about that comic. Um, if I had money, I would probably have every page tattooed on my body and be like, quick, just read me. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound creepy at all. Right? No, not at all. <laughs> just be careful how you turn the page. <laughs> uh, all right. That's uh... – Chris Franey obviously keeping DC Comics in in publishing for the next twenty years. <laughs> hey, I, I I mean I feel bad because I mean you know you know me I've got my symmetry I I can't have one without the other. Bad thing is I just I, I, right now Marvel has not been doing it so I mean I can't wait till I'm talking 
you know, I can't wait till I'm telling my, you know, telling you and, and the fans and everybody else being like, Fantastic Four is coming back. X-Men is great again. You know, and Marvel <laughs> is fantastic. As uh, opposed to, yep, we're delayed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, so. <laughs> we at least have the Marvel movies to look forward to. That is true. That is very true. <laughs> and now I'll start getting a, a, a subscription service from DC and wonder why. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, if you're good to go, let's go ahead and talk about some Baron yes. Mordu. Let's get strange. <laughs> let's get a little strange. Um, what? Okay. What? What can we say? When? When? When was he first introduced? Okay. So the first time we ever laid eyes on the good Baron was Strange Tales number one eleven back in August of nineteen sixty three. So he's uh, honestly he appeared the first time Doctor Strange did. So Doctor so... Strange's first issue was. Strange Tales number one eleven also. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was the uh, the very first appearance. So um, yeah, just basically kind of like how the movie played out. You know, we we had a a selfish doctor, and um, just did not you know care about anybody. I mean, he would do his you know his doctorly stuff and everything, but he just he didn't really care about people. And then he was in the car accident, and his hands got messed up. Actually, I apologize. It does. I just double checked. So Doctor Strange appears in Strange Tales number 110. Ooh. And then Baron appears in Strange Tales 111. So, huh, interesting cuz when I when I when I sh- well when I share how I first met the character, um I guess everything's been a lie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, no, so okay, so yeah, so we got Doctor Strange and you know, we we saw the fact that, you know, his hands were messed up and all this and that. And um then when he went to go learn about the magics, um, you know, he, he found out, well, the ancient one was basically onto Baron Mordo's plan when he was going to kill his teacher because Mordo was also a student of the ancient one. Right. You know, he, he was the one who still let Dr. Strange in and, you know, he kind of shared his plan. And when Dr. Strange was like, no, I'm not going to kill this guy, you know, Mordo was like, oh, I can't have that. So he put a mystical spell on him you know, trapping his hands in his mouth and he couldn't like, he could still walk around like normal, but he couldn't, you know, give any warning signs to the ancient one. And of course, when Mordu walked away, you know, the ancient one lifted the spells and Dr. Strange was like, you could see that. And you know, the ancient one's like, yeah, I'm, I'm the ancient one. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and so that's the, you know, that's when I came down to like, all right, you know, I will cast aside my student. You will be my next student and I will train you in everything. And uh, Baron Carl Amadeus Mordu, that's when he finally just, you know, the ruse was up. So he went and started, you know, using more of the powerful black magic and the demons and all that fun stuff that comes with it. And just became a, a thorn in Doctor Strange's side. So in the first issue uh, of Doctor Strange, did he have a bad guy? Did he have a uh, antagonist? Well, I, I thought he did. So I guess, okay, so when, when I first met Baron Mordu, um, so back in the day, they had this book. It was called Spider-Man Classic, and it was like a dollar twenty-five or ninety-nine cents or something like that. And basically, it was a reprint of Amazing Fantasy number fifteen. Well, Amazing Fantasy number fifteen is such a—it's a small comic. It's you know eight to twelve pages or something like that. Right. And so what they did was to fill up space in the classic book, they put some more reprints in there, and. We got a reprint of Strange Tales number 110 and I guess 111 Um, because I didn't realize that they were both small, you know, so I guess this comic book had like three reprinted stories. in it. And um, so when I read it, I always thought it was just the first appearance altogether, you know. Right. I didn't realize that Dr. Strange's first appearance was kind of like a a two-parter, you know, where he um, crashed and met the ancient one and then finally was allowed to study the arts and and do what he needed to do. So that's where I'm kind of, like I said, I'm questioning stuff. So yeah, when I, when I first read it, I read it as one cohesive comic. So, you know, you you had the basic setup for the origin and then Mordu was the one who was kind of, you know, taking strange in and being like, okay, well you, you can study here. You can do this and that. He may have taught him like maybe one or two tricks, not per se like a mentor, but just kind of, you know, like, you know, like if anything, actually, he was kind of clowning on him, you know, where it's like, oh, well, let me do this, you know, like, are you hungry? And then Strange would take a bite of imaginary food and, you know, bite his teeth and tongue and Mordu would laugh, you know, like, ah, ha, I, I know the arts, you know, and things like that. Right. So, yeah, I mean, so, obviously he, from the beginning, was a antagonist to... Uh, oh, yeah, he was... 
you know he was even drawn evil <laughs> <laughs> yes uh if you get a chance to look at him he's got the the evil goatee as opposed to dr strange's uh good guy goatee and he's kind of yep. got uh he's got the the almost devilish looking collar and uh some long darker hair yep and he's got the uh the you know the total angry bully looking face you know <laughs> <laughs> and he's got the Very... uh, he's got a wicked wi- widow's peak that uh, he's rocking so that obviously yeah, means so. he's a bad guy. <laughs> so it, clearly, listeners, if you have a widow's peak, you need to uh, shave that, <laughs> or you will be confused for a villain. <laughs> yep, exactly. Or or Dracula, whichever comes yeah. from. <laughs> uh, but, now uh, the the idea of him being the 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 student the ancient one was teaching, and then he wanted to take the power from the ancient one, and then the ancient one's uh, like throwing him out of Karmatash. That, I don't know if you know this, but that's kind of that's. I mean, I mean, obviously, I, I'm pretty sure that this story happened before GI Joe, but that's like kind of like the story that they used for uh, uh, for Snake Eyes when they uh, they make it so that uh, he goes into the Architash, uh clan and then he finds out that uh, I think he someone I think they someone one of the masters gets killed and then uh they throw him out kind of thing so it's, oh, interesting. it's very similar I'm, I'm just saying obviously no mystics it's it's just it's all about ninja ninjutsu and shit but yeah i was going, <laughs> i was going somewhere with that that train of thought i might i might have lost it there at the end, though. <laughs> well it's it's definitely it's it's one of those ones where you know there's a lot of the 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 the, the I guess when people didn't really understand the, the, the you know, ancient arts and, you know, um, um, Eastern culture, you know, it, it kind of it is played off that way. Because if you look at a lot of, you know, Golden Age comics are kind of, you know, really big at there's just this mysticism implied. So it kind of seemed like, yeah, if you're an Eastern person, it's like, oh, or sorry, a Westerner, you know, you, you need to you need to. Um, find these cures and whatnot you go to the west or to the east and and they'll help you out because like johnny thunder and his thunderbolt right he was the seventh son of a seventh born and he was orphaned and somehow found himself over there so the monks they they took him in and they raised him and they gave him their their uh their mystical word see you which sounded like say you so that's how he got the Thunderbolt. Um, ah. You know, a lot of characters, even the Crimson Avenger, he kind of had some ties where he went to the Orient and, and learned a lot of stuff. And so it's funny because it is one of those classic. I think even cinema took that one where it's like, yeah, you know, you, you're here and you, you need more. So you go to the Orient and, you know, there's this mystical empowerment of mind, body, and it, it helps you to become more that you're looking for, you know? Yeah. I mean, look at uh, iron fist is the same story and so is uh uh batman to an extent you know he travels the world eventually makes it to uh the orient where he learns to be more ninja like and then you know he takes those skills to fight for gotham and then uh i remember from the movie and i'm i'm assuming it's also the same from the pulp comic but the shadow uh, alec baldwin's character you know travels to the orient and learns the ways of being the shadow and uh confusing man's mind and and then he brings it back to to new york to fight crime yep yeah yeah so it definitely was in the golden age uh, a lot of that that use so it's kind <laughs> of it's kind of funny that you know obviously here it continued on a little bit to the silver age you know and and it got used continually <laughs> now in the movie that recently came out, we have uh, Mordu being played by Chiwetel Ejiofor, and I think the reason did they? I think they get into the reason why he's there at Carmitage. He, he lost some family, right? Or am I mixing that up? I with believe the... so. I think that's kind of no. I think that's where it kind of was. Yeah, like he he definitely suffered a loss, and so you know it's like okay, well let me you know this became his new home. Right, and he even says to the point that, you know, I came here very angry and I wanted to uh, get revenge on the people who wronged me, but uh, learning underneath the Ancient One, I've learned that I it was me that I needed correct, to be corrected, and, and he learns that he, uh, you know, through the, through the sorcery to be a better man, I guess is the best way to put it. Now, yeah. uh, obviously at the end of that movie, he finds out that 
he's been betrayed or he feels he's been betrayed by the ancient one because the ancient one is getting her power from Dormammu who he believes to be evil and you know there's no reason to uh to uh, uh I don't know what's the word uh sully herself with the evil magic when she's supposed to be good um, yeah yeah it's definitely like wait a minute we we talk smack about these people and now you're doing the exact same they they do so yeah he's definitely offset and discouraged now it was the same reason in the book that he went to Carmitage in the first place was was he trying to uh get vengeance for something that wronged it some against someone that wronged him you know it's tough to say because i'm not i'll be honest with you i'm not really too familiar with his character the best i could say is he, i would definitely say he was i don't know maybe like again he was just created to you know hey we need a bad guy so let's let's stick him into the comics right um they didn't really have much of a you know a backstory to him he was just there you know and you know obviously with him having the title baron you know he's of noble nobility so it's you know like maybe he was like okay you know he he went there and he he wanted to learn but then maybe he got corrupted by the greed and, and just eventually his soul got tainted to the point where he's like well if i killed the ancient one i'll be the most powerful um, but I don't think they ever really released why he was there, you know. Um, like, did he go there to did, – did he hurt himself like Stephen did and, and wanted to be healed? Did he – you know, did he just stumble upon – I'm not really sure. I don't think they really released that, you know, why he was there. Well, obviously in the movie when he uh, he basically saves Stephen Strange in the streets of Kathmandu, uh, he knows how to to defend himself, you know, without using magic he was able to right. defeat all those guys pretty easily. So they never mentioned in the movie, the name like, or the title of Baron. Do you think that's something they'll include in future sequels? Or do you think they're going to drop that from him altogether to be nobility? I could see them dropping it altogether, but then again, you never know. Um, you know, because what is, I think they, they list, you know, he's from Transylvania, you know, so obviously they'll, they'll, they'll slide away from that. I think they'll probably just get rid of the nobility part that nobleman, you know, and, or if he does become Baron Mordu, you know, maybe he'll perceive himself as a Baron of magic, you know, but I don't think it'll be a Baron of a, a state anymore. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't see that playing out. Uh, as being necessary anymore, but you never know where, where Marvel is going to go in their future movies. So uh, I could still see it playing out. Now, do you know if Baron Mordo has any talismans like the way that um, Stephen Strange has the Eye of Bagamaru and uh, his uh, cape of or his cloak of levit- levitation? Uh, in the movie, we see that he has what the 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 staff of the Living Tribunal and the the vaulting boots of blah, 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 blah. I don't forget what he says, but, <laughs> but, uh, I, I know both of those don't exist in the comic book. Yeah. I, I don't, I think he just had the magic, you know, and cause it kind of seemed like he was definitely more like mental based almost, you know, cause as I was looking at it, his, you know, his, 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 his he has a very strong mastery with hypnotism and mesmerism and thought casting and illusions, you know? So I think that was more his thing. So he's probably one of those guys who would be like, Oh, I need the, you know, the posted Hoth eyeballs, so I'll break into Steven's lair and steal them, you know, <laughs> that way I can make this potion I need, you know, so I, I kind of see him as that way. He was more just, you know, he would, if he needed a, a, a talisman, he'd go get it, but I don't think he necessarily carried anything with him. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, to that effect, he doesn't really seem like he does. Now... I have to say my first introduction to him, and I brought it up many times in this particular podcast, is that uh, it was in the the 90s Spider-Man cartoon, the one that was on Fox. (laughs) And I know there was a a story arc or at least an episode where, um, you know, Spider-Man crossed paths with uh, uh, Stephen Strange. And then I believe at one point he comes face to face with Dormammu, too. So yeah, I think I remember. He, that. He, doesn't doesn't Mordu like? Go ahead. Uh, is I don't isn't Mordu like a minion of uh, Dormammu in that? Pretty much, yeah. Um, like the way they kind of look at it as, or at least the way I felt it was, was once Mordu felt he couldn't get the true magics from um, the ancient one, he started studying the teachings and trainings of Dormammu, and yeah, he was the Earth host 
to basically be like, okay, I'll open the gateway to release Dormammu. You know, that's his his major disciple, and and he'll be the one to free Dormammu. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Th- I, I, I was gonna say that's what I kind of remembered now. In the comic books, is he a uh, a minion of of Dormammu? I imagine it's it's more kind of not necessarily like I, I'm sure he he definitely is a minion in the in the power setting, but you know it's oh, actually no they did say I'm looking at his wikia. Uh, Mordu did make a deal with his new master Dormammu. Oh okay, you know to a, to amass additional power to defeat Doctor Strange, and this was credited with let's see when did this happen? This was Strange Tales number one thirty. So I mean, if the guy made an appearance in one eleven. You know, clearly that was pretty quick. So, 19, yeah, so it nineteen looks like issues he did. later, and probably I think that's exactly where that came from. You know, where it's like, oh well, I can't learn from this one. This guy will make it easier. I'll go to him. Now it doesn't seem like uh, that will happen in the movies because he's very much against the whole idea of of Dormammu in the dark dimension. However, well, but maybe, but then again, you could like obviously if the ancient one was kind of tapping into Dormammu, maybe he might. You know, since he's so disillusioned, maybe he just might be like, forget it. You know, if Dormammu promises this, maybe I'll take it. I mean, yeah, so, if his ultimate goal is to get rid of all the sorcerers, as we see in the the Stinger credit, you know, where he says there's just too many sorcerers, you know, him amassing enough power from Dormammu, which then kind of, you know, uh, is a roundabout way for Dormammu to attack Earth again because he's made that bargain with uh, Doctor Strange uh he he would have the power to take to get rid of the sorcerers which are now the only people which, which are the people that are keeping Dormammu away anyways yeah so uh, so yeah i could see it I happening definitely... i just i think it'd be a real shift in character for him as what they've painted what they've portrayed to us so far yeah cuz you kind of almost want to feel sorry for him you know you're like oh he he studied and he believed and these were the people who helped him heal, and now he learns that they're kind of lying to him. So he's like, "Forget it! I'll do what I need to do." Because yeah, definitely in the comics, he's way more evil. Like, um, actually, I just found something. I was looking at an article, and they were talking about Baron Mordu. So it looks like um, he was created as a highly accomplished magician and Transylvania nobleman who specialized in summoning demons. He originally learned black magic from his grandfather, who was a magician of the black arts or the dark arts. And then at the age of 18, Mordu was sent away from home to become the Ancient One's original pupil in Tibet before Stephen Strange arrived. So actually, yeah, it looks like maybe his family, hoping to save his soul, sent him to the Ancient One to be like, hey, can we get him to stop calling up these demons? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's uh, definitely uh, different from uh, what, what, what was portrayed in the movie. So... Uh, what are some other storylines that you can think of other than his original showing that you would say would be good reading for Baron Mordu? Well, what I found interesting as I'm, as I'm looking at his uh, his history here, um, obviously, you know, with Doctor Strange and Spider-Man being created both by Steve Ditko, they've, you know, they've had some appearances together. Um so there's definitely been a lot of like cartoon play, you know, like obviously, you know, Venom and Carnage were even, you know, uh, uh, servants of Dormammu. So that had more to in there in the cartoons, at least. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's tough to say, like I said, I don't really know this character too well. I guess if I were to say, you know, like stuff to look at, um, it looks like there's a book called the last days of magic, which is part of the current Dr. Strange story arc. So he just made a recent return. Um, so obviously, if you're looking to get more of a fix, the current Doctor Strange book that was launched, that's the good one to go to. Um, I think we're like on issue 11 or 12 or something like that. So it's not too far deep. You could definitely go pick it up. I'm sure the trade will be coming. Um, you know, but yeah, he just kind of, you know, it was definitely a lot of issues of, of Strange Tales and Doctor Strange. So <laughs> not much to like, oh, go read this or go read that. Right. So, you know. So, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, obviously there's not a lot that we can uh shed a light on him cuz they did quite a well good job of portraying him in the in the movie. Uh but, you know, it's just kind of what we want to do here and 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 figure it out, but who would you say would be a good equivalent to him in the DC universe? Now, that's tough. So, I guess if I'm looking at it, you know, cuz 
the way uh, the way I'm, I'm looking at how they portray him in the movie is he's a good guy who's just tired of the bullshit. So he's kind of walking away. So I could almost see him being like a Constantine, you know, the fact that it's like I will do what I need to do to save me. You know, I will. I, you know, I feel I'm the best at what I do. So that's why I need to be the one in control. So I can almost see him having some of those, um, you know, reflections akin to Constantine. Um, or, you know, definitely, it's kind of funny, we were talking about Guy Gardner, but even kind of Guy Gardner, you know, where it's like, hey, I, I've got these powers, I'll do what I need to do because I think I'm in the right, you know, so I've, I just kind of, I kind of see him that way, like, he could have been a Doctor Strange, but he just didn't let go of his ego, and that's what kind of put him on that path to being, you know, a little bit more stubborn and, and not as wise in his choices with allies. Yeah, true, I can see that with the Guy Gardner, like, because, you know, Guy... I think more than anybody else tends to question the the thought process of the guardians and that would definitely be what Morty's like well you know I'm questioning the way that you've done your you've learned this magic and, and stuff like that to the point where he now feels that he he's the one that should be the one in charge of it yeah exactly it's like you know you guys may have created it and you may be the right ones in charge of it but I'd do a hell of a lot better job than you would so that's what I'm going to do <laughs> <laughs> Do you think uh, his character will come into play anymore in the other Marvel movies? Like how Loki, you know, became uh, the villain in the first Avengers movie or uh, something like that. Do you think maybe he'll show up in Infinity War? I, I don't know if they'll go Infinity War too soon. But the good news is kind of with them, like, like you know, I think we both agreed on that. Kind of making him more of a, a modern day Sinestro where he was the teacher we see later on that he's going to start skewing towards the the darker side i I think he's gonna he'll definitely pop up a lot more because even the actor himself he's got a lot of he's got a lot of presence he's a good actor his name's getting out there um so i could definitely see them being like hey maybe this needs to be our new uh loki you know because he could you could almost look at the relationship between dormammu and mordu what they could build it to be being akin to thanos and loki so maybe that's what he'll be in this next, you know, in these future phases of Marvel that he could be like, oh, cool. I'm the I'm the face of the bad guy. That'll be, you know, like he'll be the reason why the new Avengers joined together, you know, or something like that. that yeah, that could definitely I don't know. Did I, did we talk about my my theory at the end of? Uh, yeah, we did talk about it because I, I did the whole uh, no more mutants, but I did change it to no more magic uh, at the end of Infinity <laughs> War with if him show if him showing up and getting the the reality gem at some, at some point. So I think that that could definitely be a way for them to form the new Avengers. If they need to do that after infinity war. Yeah. yeah I could definitely see them being like, all right, you know, this will, this will be our new catalyst. There's a new actor, you know, cause you know, with, with these contracts, it is like the Marvel cinematic universe is what it's, how old is it? It's, like two, almost 10 years old? Uh almost, I believe Iron Man came out in 2008. Yeah, so I mean we're getting there, you know, and 14 movies out, you know, so these contracts are only, you know, they're only going to hold for so long. So yeah, eventually it's going to be like, hey, you know, we we got to we got to start letting go of people and we got to start getting some new faces in there. So yeah, he could definitely be somebody that, you know, he's going to be a character to watch. <laughs> you know. Because, I mean, it's true. Like, you know, when you first looked at it, it's like, who the hell is Loki? You know, comic book fans knew him. They did a good job of keeping Loki be the first villain that brought the Avengers together. So it, it wasn't too bad. There was some history there. But, you know, what, what him and Tom Hiddleston became to the Marvel Cinematic Universe was like, wow, I did not see that being that way. True. You know, because he was definitely kind of dismissive in the Thor film. You know, it's like, okay, well, you know, Thor and Loki, they're... They're, they're arch enemies, so that makes sense to have them there. But then, you know, to keep him and keep using him the way they use him, and especially how they tied him in with Thanos, it was like, oh, okay, wow, this this just got this got way more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then also with the ending of Doctor Strange, when we see uh, Doctor Strange himself talking to Thor, I, get, I think that kind of implies that you'll see Doctor Strange in uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, Thor 3, do you think that we'll see any of Mordu in, in Thor Ragnarok? Maybe a, a team up between Lo- with Loki and and and, Doc- and Baron Mordu or Mordu? I could see maybe maybe do a do a stinger, and it could be interesting that maybe 
Mordu takes Loki down. You know, he's like, no more magic for you, and, and <laughs> takes some of the power for him. I don't know. That could be something interesting. That, that could definitely that's be how something they pass the torch there. Yeah, that would. Uh, that would. Wow, I, uh, you know, the, for him to take the the magic from a god would be pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah. So you heard it here first. There's my idea for a stinger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think that he'll be the bad guy, the main bad guy in the in the next Doctor Strange movie? I think it'd be smart to do it. I think it would be because, you know, like the Marvel films, they do a great job of putting so much character into it. And putting so much into, you know, like the relationships. And I don't think we've really seen a relationship like this where it's like, you know, because like, okay, yeah, with Iron Man, you know, you like going back to the original with Iron Man, it's like, okay, well, you knew, um, oh, I can't think of even the actor or the character's name, but the Ironmonger, you knew he was going to be the bad guy. Like you, you know, he was always against Tony, you know, I was right. like, oh man, I, I hope he died. And you can find out that he was the one who arranged for Tony Stark to be kidnapped. Right. You know, so it really wasn't, you know, that much of a sting when Tony was like, I've got to fight and stop him. You know, it wasn't that big as a sting. Um, and then we never really saw that. I mean, there was no connection between Cap and Red Skull. You know, Thor and Loki, yes, they're brothers. And yes, it still hurts. You know, but I think for Doctor Strange, I think this would be a good one for the second film. Because then you could display Mordu as the main bad guy. And then the third via, the third movie, you could also show Steven now trying to help uh, Mordu come back. You know, be like, look, the teachings and the way is still open to you. You know, like, don't get lost out there. So I think that could be kind of neat. So, yeah, definitely for the second film, you know, put it out there. Let him be the villain. Let him get angry, flex his muscles, you know. And then finally, when you have it at the end, you could have it like, okay, this is your redemption. I guess almost... I know I didn't look at it, but it's almost kind of like a, a Winter Soldier path, you know, where it's like, all right, you were my ally, then you become my enemy, and then now I want to I want to bring you back. So I don't know, maybe they could go that route. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely. With I, I still think Dormammu should come back as the main villain in the third movie. So, uh, you know, you have Stephen Strange asking Mordu to come out once again and fight by him so that they can defeat uh, more Dormammu, just like. Uh, the ancient one predicted. He said, "She said you're going to need his help to to defeat Dormammu." And now, in the end of the first movie, he doesn't use uh, Mordu's help. And I, I mean, I guess there's a technicality that she he doesn't actually defeat Dormammu. He just kind of delays him. So uh, maybe she was seen further into the future when he'll need Dor- uh, Mordu's uh, assistance again. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And there you go. That that gives even more the reason to have him. Yeah, that way you draw out your trilogy a little bit longer. Yeah, and, and and you're not only getting a character arc just for Strange, but you're getting one for Mordu, so that's uh, definitely a plus. Yeah. Now, are there yeah, any uh, are there any uh, uh, what if storylines where Mordu became the Sor- Sorcerer Supreme? Do you know? I don't know if there's necessarily one where Mordu became, but I do remember one, and this one, like I actually, I need to track it down. I remember seeing the. Uh, Oh gosh, what's the uh, the cover for it? And, and never getting to read it. But they did an issue of What If, and it was Tony Stark became the Sorcerer Supreme. Ooh, and if you yeah, and at, I was like, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, if you look at the two storylines of the two characters, they are very similar. Just one is all about technology, and the other one's all about magic. So I could see that his storyline playing out the same way. Oh yeah, totally. Um, and it was, it was definitely a a redemption type tale where it was like, okay, I went and did all these things. And and then in the end I realized, Oh crap, I made a really bad choice here. I'm trying to see if I can, I'm scrolling through the what ifs right now. So you have issue number 18 of the first series. And they said, what if Dr. Strange had been a disciple of Dormammu? You mean, so, Oh, okay. Yeah. So this case where we, we see Dr. Strange is now the bad guy. So maybe the writer, if they were smart, Hey, let's take a, Let's take Baron Mordu and make him the good guy, since Doctor Stephen Strange was the bad guy in that case. But instead, so they ruined Tony Stark. Or go ahead. But instead, they oh yeah, that him. was. No, no, no. This was sorry. I, I jumped. I went to a different what if because uh, I'm, I'm looking at what ifs right now. So yeah, issue 18 was the um, one where Doctor Strange becomes the the um, 
Disciple of Dormammu. The, the, the Disciple of Dormammu. Uh, and then what if issue 40 of the first series, what if Doctor Strange had never become the master of the mystic arts? And they, they've got Dormammu, or they've got Baron Mordu listed as a character in that one. Um, what else do we have here? So that takes care of the first series. So there's two Doctor Strange playouts there. Uh, then the second series of what ifs we've got. And I think this is where I'll finally come up with the uh, Tony Stark one that I was telling you about. Let's see. I guess it actually be kind of neat. They they should play a lot more with uh, Baron Mordu teaming up with Doctor Doom. You know, I think those two would have some really good synergy there. I was I was thinking the exact same thing because uh, one the him being from Transylvania and then. Uh, Doom having his uh, Latveria, you know, land, which I would assume are going to be pretty close to each other, uh, and then you know they're both nobility and they're uh, they're both into ma- the dark arts. So I don't see why the two of them haven't teamed up more often, other than the fact that their egos probably have uh, kept it so that they wouldn't work together. Yeah, so definitely uh, those two would be some fun ones to kind of put them together and see what happens. And I think you nailed it exactly right the ego is what would screw them up. You know, they'll be out there doing their thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, you're going to be the one who kills them. No, no, no. That was supposed to be me. (laughs) (laughs) See here. I'm still searching. Gosh, I I have yet to run across the, uh, Dr. Strange Iron Man one. And I remember that one because I remember the costume was goofy looking. And then he had this like a precursor to Google glass, kind of this like little thing that would go over his eye and i guess that's what he 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 used the technology and the mysticism to help him oh help himself i can't believe i'm already like i'm issue i'm past the 100s and i still have yet to come across this one i was like i swear that was an older what if interesting there we okay so what if issue 113 second series so yeah and it's a it's a it's a couple chapters actually um well it's in the chapters in the book but yeah what if um Iron Man had become the Sorcerer Supreme. So alone against Dormammu. So I guess he'll be the, the villain there. So you don't know if uh, if old um, What's-His-Face makes an appearance in it or not. Interesting. Uh, all right. I think uh, we, we've covered it pretty well. and given uh, the listeners some stuff that they can research if they want to look him up and, and find out more about him. Uh, if you have any questions for us or you know wanted to chime in a little bit on what we had to say today, you can get a hold of me on Twitter at, at agent underscore of the underscore bat. Uh, Chris, you're also on Twitter as? Uh, stuff I should say. Stuff I should say. Uh, should being spelled S-H-U-D. And uh, Geek Elite Radio is on Twitter as at Geek Elite Radio. Then go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com backslash Geek Elite Radio to be part of the conversation and uh, join in in our community and eventually check out our website which is geekeliteradio.com to hear archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio network but uh, next week we'll have a new challenge uh, for the two of us to imagine if and uh, we'll have to see what that is going to be about and we will have more, more to discuss more comic book fun to just talk about uh, but until then, this has been Imagine If presents Characters 101, uh, Baron Mordu on the Geek Elite Radio Network, saying, always remember to geek out. Geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. <laughs>